Hello and welcome to the Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Spencer to talk about John Souter leaving for Rangers. We chat a little bit about transfers and contracts. And we preview St Johnston in the Premiership and Auchinleck in the Cup. So, so why, why, why did you get a punch back? Good question. Good question. I think because um, I work in a job that means when I do finish, I want to punch people. <laughs> do, do, do you get an, do you get more annoyed by hearts or your job? It's very close. It's very very close. I mean, this season we've not been that bad, to be fair. No, it's it's been slightly better, to be fair, this season. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's close. Both do wind me up. Are you frustrated then by John Souter signing a pre-contract with Rangers? No. No, not at all. I've said for a long time, Ross, I think he's he's rep- uh, very replaceable. Um, I think he's... Listen, he's a good player, right? But he's not the world beater that everybody thinks he is. And I've said it for a long, long time. I think he's, he's a decent enough player... I, you know, if he wanted to stay at the club, absolutely give him a new contract, but I wouldn't be breaking the bank just to keep him. I think it's poor on his behalf what he's done. I think for for a guy, if you look at his injury record, particularly um, over the last three years there, heart stuck by him. The least he could have done, I think, was sign a new contract, even if it was just for one year. I have no issue with him maybe wanting to go to another club and maybe, you know, further his career. Um but I just think the way he's done it is is a bit poor for Hearts because, listen, a lot of people say, you know, he's no ambition going to Rangers. I do disagree with that because Rangers are a monster, a football club, and, you know, you're going there and you're going to win trophies, you know, competing in, in the Champions League potentially. So it's it's a big club and it's a big draw. I've, I've no issue with him actually going to Rangers if it was the case that he, he let his contract run down and then left in the summer. Signed film, but the fact he signed a pre-contract now, I think it's a slap in the face to to, to the football club. Um, I think he he could have handled it a lot better. I think Hearts offered him a really good deal. If he turned around and said to Hearts, "Listen, I I want to go and further my career elsewhere," um, here, but I'll I'll sign a contract for a further year, an extension. Um, but I I would like you to try and negotiate a deal for me in in the summer. Um. Or, or even if it is January, whatever, but as long as the club get a reasonable amount of fee, because they, they've in, they have invested a lot in it, John Suter, and I just don't believe they've got enough enough in return. It kind of makes the point, though, that if he does sign that contract, then at least Hearts can get a wee bit of money from having made the investment well, in his recovery. Exactly, but it's not just that. I mean, Hart, Hart, he's, he's been at Hearts for six years now. He's made, I think, only 150 appearances. And I think that just tells it all. Um, he was part of a side that was relegated. Hearts could, I mean, when he got relegated just before the the championship season started last year, there, particularly when he was coming back from a bad injury, I think that the I think the club would have had every right to just cut their losses and and tell him to um to to look for another club. But they stood by him. Um, he came back, and uh, and he got his he he walks right back into the first team again. And and listen, he's had a good season, absolutely. But I just think the way the, the way he handled it is, is poor. Well, of course the club stood by him. He had a contract. I mean, they're hardly going to get rid of him when he's in his recovery. I mean, we couldn't do that. How? You, you, know, you do know that all these players would have a relegation release clauses. They thought he would add something. That's why Mr Nielsen says that he's devastated that John's leaving. 
because clearly the club thinks that John would add something. I think it's a huge loss. Players like John Soapy Suter don't come, come around very often. He adds a lot to our team. There's a reason that we're sitting third with a strong defence. I think John Suter plays a, a big part in that, and he's a big loss. Um, clearly, clearly the, the issue... The, but, Ross, I would say the issue here is Rangers have offered him more money. You know, if we, if we wanted to keep John that much, we should have matched that offer. Clearly... We haven't, and don't say it's not possible. Mrs. Budge is a very wealthy woman. I'm sure we could easily match what Rangers are going to be paying for John Suter, but we chose not to. If John Suter is going to leave, surely Hearts want to get money for John Suter, considering he is Excuse quite me. a good asset. If John Suter helps us get third place, that money there will be more than enough to cover any transfer fee so, we would get so for you, So you see John Suter playing again for Hearts if he stays I, I, after January? I believe John Suter could be the difference between Hearts finishing third and fourth or fifth. Traditionally clubs in... Traditionally clubs... Hear me out here. Traditionally clubs in Britain do not take the German the German look out on these things. You know, look, you, a player leaves Borussia Dortmund for Bayern Munich most seasons on a pre-contract to play the rest of the season. It just doesn't happen in this country. We have a couple of big games coming up, including Celtic and Hibs. I'm sure a lot of things would be put on the back burner if John Suter played a blinder in those games. We beat Celtic at Tynecastle. We beat Hibs at Easter Road. Maybe John Suter grabs a goal, or he plays fantastically well, and we keep clean sheets in these games. I'm sure a lot of fans would... Uh, so put... you would be happy, having John Suter signed for Rangers, you would be happy with him playing another game at Tynecastle for Hearts? Oh, I'm not happy about any of this. I, I want to know so, why. So you but... wouldn't be happy with that? Excuse me. But loyalty here, surely Hearts should have had faith in him to come back and bounce back. Well, that's a lack of faith on our part. Real, true loyalty would have been giving John Suter a contract when he was on his injury bed for that 18th month layoff. Actually, he was given a contract when, when he was injured. I think they gave him an extension because I think his contract was due to run out. I would have given um, him a three-year deal. Well, I think I think the club have done everything right, to be honest with you. Um, I think you're just talking <laughs> absolute pish, to be perfectly honest. I think it, and, and what if John Suter does play for Hearts again? Do, do you question his commitment to the club? Yeah, absolutely. I'm questioning it now because he's, he's signed for a rival club in our league. He hasn't waited until the end of the season. Fair enough if they kept this hush-hush and said, listen, you know, I have a gentleman's agreement with you. I'm going to come at the end of the season, but I want to f fully focus on uh, finishing the season with Hearts. Um, and then, obviously, I'm happy to come in the summer if you're happy to wait. And then that's fine. But the fact is he's actually publicly came out and, and already said he's going to go to Rangers. He signed the deal with Rangers. He's actually pushing for it to happen this month. He has absolutely zero commitment towards Hearts. He's not interested in playing again for Hearts. So I'm sorry, but... He's very interested in no. help us secure... Well, he's not very interested at all. Listen, he's used the football club to get through his injuries, and the first chance he's got now, he's off. And I think Would it's you poor. agree that a player of John Suter's quality could be the difference between Hearts finishing third no, and fourth. No, no, I, I don't. Because I think if you look at Hearts defensively this season, Craig Gordon has been the difference between where Hearts are third and fourth and fifth. Nothing to do with the defenders, because these are the same defenders that were playing a part of a team that got relegated. So don't give me all the John Suter's quality nonsense, because it's just a lie, and it's absolutely incorrect. For me, John Suter is extremely replaceable, and I think... You put a Taylor Moore in there, or you potentially even sign another centre-half, I think Hearts will be more than okay, and we'll get the job done for third place. So do we do we try and sell this month then? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I mean, listen, if Rangers won't pay the money that Hearts are, are wanting for him, then he sits in the stand, and he maybe plays a bit part role, comes in if, if, if we need to put another defender in there. I think the relationship he probably has with the manager, I'm sure he probably would go out there and, and try his best, but... I mean, let's be honest with you, if a 50-50 comes along, 
and John Suter's going in for it. Do you think he's going to go in fully committed? I don't think he will, because he's got he's got his Rangers career coming up. So no, no not for me. But he wouldn't, but he wouldn't take that risk having the injuries he's had, will he? What it comes down to is that he's he, he's obviously got a, a big move. He'd be getting paid a lot of money, and I don't agree with what Spencer was saying that Hart should match the offer that Rangers are paying because that's just delusional. You're not going to pay a, a player um, of John Suter's quality um, because I don't believe he's worth twenty grand a week at Hearts. Um, I think there, you know, I think Hearts could potentially maybe get to that stage where they might be able to pay that sort of money, but they would have to be in Europe for a few years and established in Europe and maybe going for um, titles, etc. But at the moment, I don't think Hearts would be able to pay that type of money, especially to a player of his suitor's calibre. I think, like I say, he's a good player. He's a good player at this league, but has he got the potential to step up in Europe? I would have my doubts about that. Um, I think he's he would have to prove it consistently. I think he's done okay when he, he's played for the, the national team. I wouldn't say he's necessarily been a standout. Yeah, he played very well in his last appearance in Hamden, but he's not done it consistently. He's not been in the national team um, for for a long, long time, particularly when you look at how um, poor maybe the standards of centre-halves in Scotland actually are. So realistically, he, I mean, he should probably have 20, 30 caps by now, but he's not. Yeah, he's 25-year-old, he's got a bad injury record. You know, for me, I, it's not a big loss. I don't think it's that big a loss, and I, I personally don't think he'll I'd be... I'd say it's a, a big loss, because... No, I, I wouldn't say it's a big he, loss. He was part of the defensive partnership... Big John Suter and Big Better, who got us our club's record. Who got us relegated? Excuse me. They got who got us, us our relegated? Record, clean sheet record. Who got us relegated? Was, what? How many clean who sheets got us in a relegated? row? Nine, ten, eleven clean sheets in a the, row. What? Under, three, under three and a half years ago. But John Suter was part of that. So that Defensive line. So what? Our record. What did he clean win? Sheet. What did he win? Look, is our. What, heart, what did he win? What has he won at Hearts? Heart of Midlothian. What has he done record, at Hearts? He's made 150 appearances over six years. What has he won at Hearts? Nothing. Relegated. That's what he was. That's what he's done at Hearts. That'll be his legacy at Hearts. I would say his legacy. And by the way, see at any time. His big game record is fairly poor as well when you look back on it. Also. Winning goal versus Celtic. Yeah, fine. But. You look, he's, uh, how many derbies did, uh, did, uh, did we win when John Suter was in the team? Uh, Not many. The majority of them actually came when he was out of the team. I know he was in the Don Cowie 1-0 victory. Yeah, but that, that, that's generally about it, isn't it? Don't so know. Maybe, maybe the 2-1 victory as well towards the end of that. So, no, he was injured by then, wasn't he? So maybe it's, it's just one derby win. He's spent... <laughs> Exactly, there you go. Loser. No, did he not play Easter Road? No, he was injured for that. No, no, he was injured for both of them. So, so he's only got the, the one derby win. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he did actually play in that 1 0 replay defeat. Actually. Of course, he did. That was one of his first games. Exactly, for exactly. He came off the bench, though. Yeah, yeah. Listen, John and he would have had Big better. Technically, our best defensive partnership in our club's history. 11 clean <laughs> sheets. 11 clean Shut sheets in up. a row. Well, the stats. What about the stats? The you stat, can't, you can't no. argue against the stats. No, but you can't. 11 clean sheets in a row. Big better. John Sewer. He's going to be a huge loss, and I'm disappointed he's leaving. Yeah, you're, you're talking about things that happened three and a half years ago. Hopefully he stays, um, and it helps us secure that magical third spot again. If he starts on Tuesday, or he plays any part on Tuesday, he will get roundly booed by the home support. And I've never experienced a player like, uh, you know, one of your own players being roundly booed like that. And he will. Let's not forget, let's not make mistakes here and think that he won't. But why, why don't British clubs not take the German view of things? He's going on to, as you said... A bigger club. I'm playing devil's advocate maybe a little bit here, but he's going on to better things. Why? Why don't we make the most of them for six months? Well, that's German culture. You'll have to speak to them about that. But I mean, we see football differently over here. Um, maybe I mean I'm, I know football in Germany is very important, but 
maybe it just doesn't mean as much to them. Maybe it's not as tribal. I don't know. But it's you just know, a general thing in British football that you often yeah, see your players because the they, they're going to another club. No, but, but the, German, the Germans they don't look at that as much. Yeah, well, that's up to them. But I mean, we we obviously look at it differently, and um, and that's never going to change. And listen, I can take a step back. I'm not one of these people that that will say he doesn't have any ambition for going to Rangers because, like I say, it's, it's a massive football club. But I think what what we should be concentrating more on is is the way he's done it, the way he's left. Um, the fact he signed a pre-contract because listen we've lost players to the Celtic and Rangers over the years very key important players better players than John Souter by the way but none of them has ever signed a pre-contract with either of them and I think that's the problem you know there's a way to to leave a football club like Hearts if you want to step up you know I mean you've only got to look at uh, maybe recent ones who have left like Lee Wallace for example you know Wallace never um, handed in transfer requests or let his contract run down or anything like that. You know, he's respectful of the football club and, and the club agreed a deal. Even when Rangers were pushing for him originally, he wasn't tapping on the manager's door saying, I'm, you know, I want you to accept the, the, this contract, uh, this deal, and I'm walking away. He waited until they met um, the, the club's valuation from. And I feel Suter should have done the exact same thing, but he didn't. He's went and run down his contract. I mean, it was well documented in the summer that he only had a, a year left. I think that would have been the time to negotiate it. Uh, Hearts were talking about wanting to, re- to extend it back then as early as September. So, you know, I, I don't see how a deal c- couldn't have been done then. Obviously, it's came from him or his agent. They've decided, no, we're definitely want to leave in the summer. And again, that's fine. But it should be a case that you wait until the summer, then make your decision then. Maybe he'll, he'll. Maybe he's already made his. He, maybe he might have already made his decision. Maybe before the summer, but don't announce anything until the season's finished and you've completed your objectives. You've got your. You've got. You know. You've played a full season. You've got Hearts in Europe. Maybe even you've you've won the Scottish Cup and you can leave with your head held high. And even if you are signing for Rangers, people would say, similar to what happened to Danny Wilson, they'll say, well, you know, no particularly happy about it, but. Fine, you know, all, all the best in that. You know, you've done well uh, during your time here. Um, instead, he's he's actually signed a pre-contract while he's still a Hearts player. And that just doesn't sit well, uh, sit well with, with, with the fans. And not to mention that we've stuck stuck by him for a long, long time. Do you think it's it's maybe his agent trying to force the move, though, in January? That's why they've announced the pre-contract. And his agent will obviously do what he feels is best for him. I mean, clearly the... The agent. I mean, there's obviously something going on behind the scenes, particularly if you read Hearts' statement on it, uh, where they say they note Rangers' announcement. I mean, if you read between the lines, it sounds to me like the the the, like the club wasn't even notified that he was ready to sign sign the contract. I mean, I'm sure they would have been aware, but I don't think they were officially told by either Suter, his agent, or even Rangers. And I think that's poor. Um, I have to say, I think I think there's way to conduct yourselves, particularly when a club's been good to you. Um, stuck by you through through your injury issues, um, and like I say, it would have been easy for the club to to rip up John Suter's contract after the championship season. I was all for it personally, because I thought you know, I mean, this guy's on the wage bill here. He's part of a relegated team, because um, he is. You know, people can talk about his injury record that season, but he still played a, a reasonable amount of games, and he, I thought he was still at fault for quite a lot of goals. Um, so it's it's not a huge loss to me. I just, I'm just, it's just the way it's happened and the way it's been conducted that I think um, it doesn't sit right with me. And, and I know a lot of fans are upset by it. I know a lot of people do rate him. 
Um, I'm not. I'm not in that camp. And if you listen to previous podcasts, you'll you'll hear why. Um, I think he's very replaceable, and I think the club will do that. But again, the whole thing just doesn't doesn't sit right with me, and it's a it is a shame. Spencer, do you think we replace John Suter this month, or do we, as you say, do we play him if he if he does go this month? We we do need a replacement. Um, that that would assume that we're getting some sort of fee. Obviously, if he is leaving this month, who knows what that will be? Hopefully, Hearts have said somewhere in the region of five hundred thousand. I'm not sure we'll we'll get that, especially because they signed that pre-contract. We might be lucky if we get quarter of a million, which is a shame because I think he is obviously worth so much more than that. If he was on a two, three-year deal, we could have been getting him for maybe a half a million and a half, two million, I'd say. Um, so yeah, he needs to be replaced. I think players like John Suter don't come around very often, so we would need to we would need to go in the market. There's not long left, actually. I think uh, there's only like two weeks of the market left, so I think there's a position that we would need to have filled. What do you make of the signing we've made? Obviously, Nathaniel Atkinson signed from Melbourne City. Comes from the Australian League, similar to Cammy Devlin. Looks very good from the, the videos I've seen, um, and I'm sure he'll fit in well in this team. I have faith in, in Mr Nielsen and Mr Savage and the, the recruitment policy this season. It's why we're sitting third in the league. And uh, said it was John Sewer. John Suter has played a big part in that, obviously. Our defence has, every every position has. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing us hopefully finish third, which I think we'll finish third anyway, but I would be even more confident in finishing third with John Soapy Suter at the back. You just said earlier that you thought that losing John Suter would mean that we wouldn't finish third. I said it's potentially. I think uh, potentially it's the difference between us finishing third or fourth or fifth. Nonsense. But if we get the right replacement in, and clearly, I, I think, think I, I think I Hearts think have could, the right yes, replacements there we, anyway. We could get the right pl- replacement because of I Mr. Think, Nielsen and I Mr. Think, Savage I think they've together. got replacements there already because I think I think um, Taylor Moore can step right in. But you've also got Michael Smith, I think, who can play centre half. I think I would rather see him probably step into that role, if anything, rather than than maybe full back. And I mean, we we said before um, the the transfer window that um, Hearts uh, Hearts should really t- kind of try and get in an athletic type fullback for that right hand side and um I think you've only got to look back at the, the games against Celtic and Rangers when we've deployed a back three and we've tried to get our full backs into the game. We've always kind of been a little bit weaker on that right side because, you know, as much as Smith would try, he, d- he just didn't have the legs for it. And it was the game at Ibrox for me yeah. when he was when he had all that, that room to run yeah, and, and he just turned looked back. slow and yeah, it's yeah. you know, he, he, I don't think he is that sort of attacking Fullback. Yeah, it's it's not his game, absolutely. But he reads the game well, and I think I think he would easily slot into a back three um, as a centre half. And I think having Atkinson now in that role means that we've got a good balance on the right and the left. And I think it gives us more options as well. Um, so a really exciting signing. I think one that will that will actually come into the team and and suit us, and it gives us it gives us a better balance. So really looking forward to seeing how he gets on. Good pedigree. I mean, the guy's already won some things as well um, with City. So, you know, I think it's a, a, another impressive bit of business, hopefully. And, um, you know, the, the team's really taking shape. It's good that we've we've managed to get our contracts sorted out with the majority of um, our kind of key players, if you like. And I think the club are, are really moving forward. And, listen, they'll see the John Suter leaving as, as a bit of a stain on what's been a good couple of weeks off the park for the club. But I, I wouldn't get too upset about it. I just think that um, it could even be a blessing in disguise because I think 
the way kind of our recruitment policy has been recently, I wouldn't be surprised if we went and got a, 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 an even better defender in. Spencer saying, you know, um, players like John Suter come around once in what a, a generation, if you like. I think that's complete nonsense. I think um, I think he's definitely more replaceable, and I think Moore could 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 have a really good end of the season, and they can maybe address it there. I think the the important thing for Hearts now is to try and maybe get another couple of strikers and improve the the um, the attack, particularly with Walker leaving now as well. Um, add some goals into into that attack. And uh, and go and get third place. Before I, I talk about the contracts that have been signed, Spencer, a, a, a word on one of your favourites, Jamie Walker. He's left the club. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. We'd like to thank Jamie. I, I think I speak for for all of us for his fifty-four goal con- contribution. Never quite um, got to that fifty-five, but no, it's a shame. Maybe one day, who knows? Maybe we'll see him back soon. Who knows? Uh, I definitely think Jamie is a potential future manager for Hearts in 10, 15, 20 years' time. Who knows? He's got that person. He's got that. He's got that. He's got that personality. He's got that commitment, and he'll bring a lot to Bradford. And it's a shame to see him go. And uh, thank you, Jamie, for that winning goal against Dundee. It could be a a big three points. I'm sure you'd agree with that. I actually can't believe you just said that. <laughs> what what credentials has he got to be the, the well, manager? He's hearts through and through. He's very much of the same mould as Gary Locke and people like that. And uh, I'd like to see him given a shot. I'm not talking about next couple of years. I'm talking 20, 25 years' time. He could be a good manager. How, how do you know if he wouldn't be? Um, obviously, Craig Gordon, Stephen Kingsley, Craig Halkett and Michael Smith have signed contracts. Gordon, how, how, do, you, how do you feel about that? Good good bit of business from the club? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think Kingsley's a big one for me. Uh, I think getting such a key player, such a quality player on a long-term deal is, is tremendous for the club. I think he'll be a huge part Um of us going forward because for me he's, he's been the most consistent player ever since he, he walked in the door at Tynecastle. I think it's clear to see that he's an international um, an international type player and I think he's, he, it won't be long until he gets his call up to be honest with you. Um, I think he's been brilliant. I think uh, Halkett's certainly improved. I'll give him his due. I was certainly critical of him towards the end of last season and, and the start of this season but I think he's 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 done pretty well, deserves his new contract. Smith, I think, uh, experienced player. I think he, he'll probably be more deployed in the centre-half role, maybe even centre-midfield again if we're a little bit short, like you've seen for the Ross County game. Um, and then, obviously, he can de- get deployed at, at right back if need be. So, again, I think that makes sense. Uh, and then Craig Gordon, you know, for me, the, the guy's world-class, and we've said that for a long, long time. I think it was... I don't think that that, that deal was ever in doubt, but certainly getting him tied up, I mean... There's not many, I don't think there's maybe even any players that you could say that have played for Hearts and you could say are generally world class, but he is. And um, having him in there um, with what will hopefully be a settled defensive unit uh, um, soon enough. I mean it is because they've all signed long term deals and obviously where they keep Moore or they, they bring someone else in, it's a good kind of um, bit of depth we've got at the back there. So no, I think we should be really, really pleased. We're all good uh extensions are all reliable players they've added a lot to the squad in recent seasons Kingsley is a good signing obviously his free kick attributes are very impressive he's a very dangerous player you have a free kick round round the box Craig Gordon is the main one I think uh, he's been sensational this season and definitely could play for another couple of years I think he's just turned 39 so he could easily play 
even longer than his little ex- extension that, that is two years, I believe. So, uh, yeah, it's looking good. I'm glad to see them tied down. So, so a potential Hearts manager in the next 25 years, Craig Gordon? Well, possibly. I don't know if he could motivate the people in the same way that maybe Jamie could, but uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, do you think Peter Haring deserves a new contract, Spencer? Yes, he's, he's done well since Benny's been out. I don't know what the deal is with him when we'll see him again. It was only meant to be a couple of, what, 10 days or something? But what, it's nearly too bad to remember his last game. Was it November, I think? I can't remember with Benny Bidingham's last game. In St Mirren, I think. Right, so he never played at Celtic Park, and that was the start of December, so we'll see if we ever see him again. But Haddon's done exceptionally well since he came back in, and uh, he would deserve a, a new contract. And I would like to see some of the youth as well get tied down. Maybe someone like young Ewan Henderson, who's doing well at Aloha at the moment. I'd like to see him maybe keep given a longer contract, and uh, we'll see. we'll see how that goes. I think Leo Watson's one that I'd like to see get a new deal. Um, I, th- I think Finlay Pollock's another one, um, and Scott McGill. I think they're the, they're the kind of three uh, youth players that I'd like to see get longer term deals. Not that bored about Henderson, to be honest with you. Um, I think I think uh, I think definitely we can, there's better players there, and I think we need to get experienced natural goal scorers um, in our attacking line. For me, Henderson doesn't fit that bill, and you know we've spoken about that. I think on the last podcast with Jamie, so I'm not going to go back into it again. They both, they, they both love fame. You and Henderson. Yeah, I don't know they? why. For a guy who's done absolutely nothing um, at Hearts, I, I, I can't understand the obsession. What about the sensational run against Alloa, where he ran the whole length of it? Well, where, where he made an absolute arse of it and was lucky that the goalkeeper took him out, and he scored twelve, thirteen goals for Alloa. Oh, That's good for Alloa. I could score twelve, thirteen goals for Alloa. Well, I think he's. Ah, you're right. It would be 25. Um, listen, the, the the fact is, I was going to say before I was interrupted there. Uh, Peter Harren is. Can I interrupt you again? I do love how you get how you always get drawn on you and, you and Henderson from both of them, though. <laughs> they always yeah, say the I mean, same things. I don't know. Always... Maybe they've got some weird group chat together, and uh, you know him, Jamie, <laughs> and so and Spencer. You know that they're all together, and and Ewan's messaging him saying, you know, make sure you mention me this week. Come on, guys. Remember, keep my name in there. Keep me relevant <laughs> and do me a favour. Eh? Um, anyway, Peter Haring. Peter Haring, yeah. Uh, I've been a big fan of Peter Haring, you know, for a long, long time. And I think it's great to see him put his injury troubles behind him. He's getting a consistent run in the team. I think he's been absolutely fantastic uh, when he's he's had to come in for Benny Benengame. Because, I mean, listen, Benny Benengame has been a, a standout player. Um, outfield, anyway. Um up until he got injured there, so it was it looked like it was going to be an absolutely huge, huge loss. But Peter Harrens came in and he he's been excellent, you know. And I think you only need to look back at the game at Parkhead. I thought he was brilliant that night, and um, and he more than coped with with the Celtic midfield. So yeah, I think tying him down there again it, it leaves you more depth in that middle of the park, um, and that will be key if we are in Europe next year. I think he said that it, he's probably going to wait until maybe the to see if we're we're in in Europe next year before he commits. And you know it's a bit disappointing because again we we did stand by him during his his contract. Uh, sorry, his injury problems. Um, so you'd like to think maybe he he will sign a deal, but um, I think it's maybe a little bit different for for maybe foreign players. They have a different outlook on it. I mean, he he claim he he was obviously brought to Hearts under the promises that. Um, if he does well, he'll he'll get a move either down south or, or potentially to a bigger club in Europe. So um, he might think to himself that 
there's maybe been a few false promises there because the club did get relegated during his time um, and they've not been in Europe since. So I, I can understand his trepidation there, but at the same time, hopefully they can get him tied down on, on a, a maybe a two-year, three-year deal. And as I said, he'll be key in Europe because I think he's a player that could quite comfortably um, transition into European football for us. And I think with him and Devlin and, and Benengame in there, you know, it gives you a really good depth. And what about Andy Halliday? He's obviously been a squad player this season. Does he deserve a new contract? Yeah, I think so. I think Andy Halliday gets a lot of criticism, but I think you know he's a very good uh, squad player. He, I mean, he's not going to be a starter, but I think you only need to see his performance at Dundee when he came in the squad. I thought he'd done well. Um, deployed at full-back there, and I mean, he can obviously play in the middle of the park again. So I think definitely, you know, you want to have a beefy squad. You want to have a, a squad that's got plenty of experience in it. And I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to be a a starter every week or has to even be on the bench but I think having him part of the squad um, when injuries come along when you're a little bit short when you need to rotate I think he, he's a reliable player and as I said you know I think he gets a lot of criticism but I think for me it's it's, it's quite harsh I think he he does a decent enough job and I think he's definitely worth keeping around for you know even in our season when we're in Europe and we'll naturally need a bigger squad anyway so yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely give him a new contract. And he's also a guy as well that's that's got that European experience with Rangers as well. You kind of know what's yeah. going on with, yeah. when it comes to group stage football too. Hundred percent. Yeah, he's he's played in Europe before, so um, I mean that's key having having experienced players in there. And you know, he's it's not as if he's in his late thirties. I mean, he's only twenty nine, I believe. So he can still certainly offer a lot. So I I would absolutely keep him around. And um, I think uh, I think for Hearts now it's all about adding quality. Um, because I think you know they've got a decent spine. Um, they've now tied down the players that they 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 want to tie down. I mean, there's probably a few that will maybe be coming up for a couple of extensions, and they can decide what they want to do there. Um, maybe a few more of the kind of the outfield players. I know there's a few of the boys on loan. I I don't know how many of them will be sticking around to be honest with you. Because I mean, if you look at maybe the first half of the season, the the players who have been on loan, you would maybe look at them and say. They've maybe not had the impact that you you might have might have wanted. I.e. Woodburn uh, played well in the last game at Ross County. To be fair, but probably hasn't done enough. And you'll be looking for for a big kind of second half of the season from him. I think Mackay. I would give him an extension because I think he's been excellent since he's come in. Um, Gary Mackay, Stephen. You know, I think he's. I think is he? I don't think it's. Is it the summer? He's out of contract, or is it the following summer? Possibly. I'm not sure. Would you keep him part of the squad? Probably. Um, Ginelli, yeah, you'd probably keep him in there as well. Uh, Boyce, absolutely. But uh, Nandalee looks like he's probably on his way out. So I still think there's a bit of surgery uh, to the squad to do. I still definitely think that they can go up a few pegs and can add quality in there. And I'm sure they'll do that. I'm sure they're working on that. Um, and if Hearts can get themselves into Europe, then they'll make that job easier because they'll be able to attract players of a better quality and I mean we've already seen rumours this summer of um, us tapping into the Japanese market you know I think we've been in for um, for what one player in particular I'm not even going to attempt to try and say his name um, I think it's like two guy or something uh, I think is his first name possibly I'm probably miles off on that so I apologise but uh, the rumours are that he is keen on the move but his club kind of want to keep him to the summer and if that's the case you know, fine, but certainly it is quite encouraging that that we're trying to look into that market for up and coming gems. And I mean, you only need to see 
what Celtic have managed to do um, with Kyogo, for example. Not saying we're going to bring in a, a Kyogo type, but certainly if you're bringing in players from a, a high standard and a, and a market that's not really been tapped into, I think that's pretty exciting. And and these players will look at Hearts as a good project to come in there and, and see how well you know Devlin and Benenga may have done. Um, if they can get Hearts in Europe, potentially challenge for trophies, then um, it'll only encourage these types of players to come here and do really well. And I think that's hugely, hugely encouraging. Obviously, we've got St Johnston coming up in the Scottish Premiership after the winter break. Um, they've been very poor this season, St Johnston. You know, we we should, well, any game at Tengaz we should be looking to win. But this St Johnston team, in particular, have been that poor that you'd expect a good result and a good performance from Hearts. Yeah, you would. But they've added a few players, so it's difficult to see what sort of reaction they're going to get. You know, I think they've probably struggled with injuries and things like that as well. Um, so they, you know, you, you never know. I think they're they're a dangerous side. Um, I think one result can kickstart a team's season and I'm, I'm sure St Johnston have had those types of results over the last few years because I think when they've got to the halfway point they actually have been at the bottom half of the table I mean when Stendhal um, came in they were I think they were below us and obviously they beat us in his first game and I think that result actually kicked them up the park a little bit so I think um, I wouldn't discount them I think it could be a dangerous game potentially but It'll depend on, I think, how Hearts approach it. Um, hopefully they'll be feeling good about ourselves, you know. The disappointing thing is, you know, we've got the John Stewart saga kind of hanging over everyone. Um, you'd hope that maybe we can maybe even get a sign-in before that game. Maybe lift the spirits and, and boost everyone. Um, because inevitably that's all everybody's going to be talking about. And if he was to start the game, how's how's the fans going to react to him? I think we know how the fans will react towards him. And how's he going to play? So I think there's a lot. I think it's intriguing. I think there's a lot of questions hanging over the game. I, I wouldn't say it's a straightforward Hearts win. Um, I think there there could potentially be maybe a wee slip up, but I hope not. I'm confident that the Hearts can get a result. And it's you know it's the start of a massive run for Hearts now. Uh, we've got quite a few home games in there, and and I think if we're going to go and 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 seal third place, this run will be key to that, and trying to pick up as many points as we possibly can. And when you're playing a side that's bottom of the league, you've got to take three points. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game. I think uh, Davidson, the St. Johnston manager, will sort of be viewing it as the start of a new season, almost forget what's happened in the first half of the season. I know they're bottom of the league with only what, 10 goals scored or something like that. That's not acceptable after 20 games. They'll view this as just try and forget everything's what's happened. We've been away for a winter break. This is the beginning of a new period. Just go out there, try and play well. So I think it will be a tough game. I think Gordon's right. This sort of next few weeks will sum up where Hearts are and where we're we're going to finish. We play all the teams around us: Celtic, Rangers, Hibs, and Motherwell coming up. Um, it's going to be a tough run. I think about a month from now, in the middle of February, we'll know if Hearts are are going to finish third comfortably, or if it's going to be a tight race. I think I think if Hearts are still third by that middle of February, as you say, I think they'll finish third. Uh, I think that that'll be the key one for me. Like you say, they've got the rivals round about us, so I think if they if they come out still still in third by then, whether it's even even if it's just a point ahead, I still think if Hearts are third by the the middle of February, I think they go on and do it. Yeah, I, I agree, but it's, it's going to be difficult on Tuesday night. I think we need an early goal. If that game's still nil nil after sixty minutes, they're just going to dig in and try and get a draw. So I think we we need to start well and get that early goal because otherwise it could be a it could be a, a frustrating night. I think is the cup game against Auchinleck arguably more important though 
and they're, they're equally as important. We need three points against St. Johnston, and we can't afford another slip. Well, Robbie can't afford another slip-up, unfortunately, like he did against Broder. So they're both must-win games. You can't you know, lose one or draw one, you know. I'd argue that possibly the Scottish Cup game is slightly more important for Robbie after Broda last season. But, uh, you know, you need to be beating the team that's bottom of the league at, at home, um, especially when we've had three weeks off. So we need to be at it and make sure we start well. I think that, as I say, the start is going to be very important. If it's 65 minutes and it's still nil-nil, St. Johnson will just kick the ball anywhere and try and get their point, and they'll, they'll view that as a sort of building block for them going forward. So we need to... Start fast and get an early goal, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's right to prioritise one over the other. I think, as Spencer says, uh, both as equally as important. Um, probably for Robbie personally, uh, the Scottish Cup game is, is huge for him. Because, like I say, he, I think it doesn't matter where hearts are. If you go out two years in a row to, to non-league clubs, then you're you know you're, you're just not going to survive very long. Um, I don't think that will happen, though. Um, I think hearts, you know, on paper... You look at it and you go, well, we've got three home games in a row in the league. Sandwiched kind of in between that is is a cup game against a lower league side. And you think to yourself, really good chance to kick this run off here. I know one of them Celtic, but that's a big game under the lights. We've beaten them already this season. The two other games at uh, Parkhead have been pretty close. Um, so I think Hearts, have, uh, uh, you know, they really need to look at it and and try and attack these three games. I think if they can get a really good result by winning, you know, two three nil, um, on Tuesday, which I, I wouldn't I wouldn't discount. I think there's every chance of that happening. Um and going to the cup game and do something similar, win by two, three goals. Hearts will be in a really good uh, place. Hopefully they'll have added maybe one or two before then, uh in, in the forward areas going into the Celtic game and suddenly everything looks a little bit more rosy. But Again, it could go the other way, you know, like Spencer says, you could go into the St Johnston game, it could be a struggle, we might drop points in it, then you go into the Auchinleck game, don't see Hearts losing it, but I mean, it might be a slog again and they maybe only win 1-0, and then suddenly things are a little bit more negative, you have the John Souter kind of thing, hanging over everybody, will he or won't he, um, you know, we've still not, you get to the Celtic game and they've still not added any players and you think, what's going to happen? So it's hearts, you know, one of two things can happen. Unfortunately, no one hearts, it might be the latter, but I would love to be positive for a change and think to ourselves, we'll take care of St. Johnson, we'll take care of Auckland Lake and then we'll get a good result against Celtic and um, and that that would be a really, really good start to, to what is going to be a huge run. Because of the broader result last year, is there a nervousness though going into this game? Because it, it is it is a massive game. Well, the, Don't big it up too yeah, much. No, I mean the Scottish Cup massive for Hearts. There the might there might be from season. there might be from the fans, but I don't think there should be from the players because the majority of them are actually gone who played against Brother Rangers. Uh, yeah, Brother Rangers. Uh, you know, I th- I just think that for me it was it was a freak result. There'll be there'll be fans there this time. I know it's you know listen it'll be a tough game and and they'll fancy themselves us coming down there but we should have the quality to go down there and and win the game two three nil, um, f- start fast, silence their their crowd don't give them any momentum, use the ball well, and and do your job in a professional manner and I think Hearts of will will be able to do that you know we seen them at Peterhead earlier on this season a lot of people were thinking themselves at the start of the season. Oh, you know, this is a potential banana skin hearts lost there a few years ago. Um, this is the first lower league game since since the brother result. 
and uh, and they went and took care of them two 0 and likewise they done the the the, re- the same to the rest of the, the sides in the league cup. So I think Hearts will go into that game. Uh, like I say, if it's on the back of a, a really good result against St Johnston, with a little bit spring in their step, we'll have a full away support. So you know, go there, take care of the game, get yourselves into the next round, get everybody feeling good about ourselves, add a few players in January. Um, and then kick on because, like I say, if Hearts finish third this season and win the cup, or if one of the old firm win the cup, you're basically guaranteed group stage football. You get a playoff in the Europa League. You might be seeded for that, and if not, you're into the the, the Conference League. So it's absolutely huge that we get into Europe this season because what it does is it gives Hearts an opportunity not only to bring more money in, but they can potentially start cementing themselves as the third club in Scotland again um, because Hibs, Aberdeen, Wall Hearts have been very very poor none of them have, have managed to get into the group stages of, of European football and you see what it's done to Rangers for example um, getting into Europe and how much money it's brought into the club and how they've been able to transfer themselves because I mean effectively if you think about it they were on par with Aberdeen at one point squad-wise, I know they're a bigger club and they've got more resources and things like that, but before Gerrard came in, they were effectively round about the same as what Aberdeen were. Um, Gerrard came in, took them in the Europa League group stages, something Aberdeen couldn't do, and you look at where they are now. Um, now, I'm not saying Hearts are going to get to that stage, but it will take Hearts certainly levels above where they are now, and it'll take them levels above their rivals, and I think, um, I think Hearts should be looking at being isolated and third by themselves in their own sort of league. You know where you've got Hibs and Aberdeen, who are always kind of aspiring to be where we are. That's that's where we've got to get ourselves as a football club, and I think we've got the infrastructure now. Then we've got the people in place to to do that. And we were talking about this very thing in the championship uh, during lockdown before, uh, well, just at the start of lockdown. And I was saying Hearts this season here should be trying to get in the third place and get into Europe. That's going to be the kind of the short term, medium aim. And to be fair, we're on our way to doing that. But it's a big January, it's a big run coming up. And um, if they get through it, then they've got a really good chance. I don't think we'll see a repeat of Broder. I think Robbie Nielsen will be getting that drummed into his players. He won't forget the criticism he came under. You know, people outside Tynecastle after that game. Um, it wasn't just a worst result in the club's history, as we've discussed. It was a, a global embarrassment, quite literally. My good friends, Dan and Cherry, they saw a report about it on the, the news, actually, over in America, and they, they emailed me about it. So this was talked about all over the place. I remember down in England, the BBC did a, a big, huge thing. It was all over the shop when Broder knocked us out. It was a dark day for our club. It was an embarrassment. Robbie will be drumming that into the players. We can't. He can't personally afford another defeat like that, but also for that group of players themselves, they wouldn't want to go through that uh, humiliating defeat. So I, I don't think it'll happen again. I think they've learned their lessons, hopefully, from last season. They'll approach the game slightly differently, and uh, I, I don't see it being a problem. I think I think we'll win quite comfortably, 2 or 3-0. So what's your predictions then for the, the two games? St Johnson first, Spencer. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. I, I can see it being like a 1-0, you know, either a 1-0 or a 0-0. I don't think we'll lose, but St Johnson will be difficult to beat. They'll, they'll dig in, I think. And, and the Auchinleck game? As I say, probably 2 or 3 nil hearts. I don't see a, an upset at all. And Gordon, same for you. I think we'll beat St Johnston. I, I don't know what kind of to expect from St Johnston. You know, they've been poor, but as Spencer says, it could be a bit of a reset for them. Um, and they've added players, you know, Sheafji's come in and I think they've added a couple of defenders. 
you know, he'll have had time to have his team on the training park. You would imagine that the things that they were doing prior to the um, prior to the the, the break, the, the they probably won't be doing now. If you know, if you were asking me before the St Johnston game, if it was being played back in December, I would have said I think Hearts win four five nil. But I think going into this game, yeah, I think it will be a little bit tighter. I think two 0 I think Hearts will will have enough to to get them uh, to put them away. Hopefully, we uh, we can get an early goal, um, and the crowd can kind of get a bounce, and St Johnson's heads might go down, and and you know we put a really good performance. But I think the John Suter news. Uh, we'll put a little bit of uh, a little bit of cloud over the game, so you know you you don't really know what's going to happen. But I, th- I think Hearts will win. I think it'll be two 0 And Dokken Lincoln. Um, likewise, you know, hopefully two three nil go down there. But um, listen, we we I remember playing them at Tynecastle in twenty twelve, and Hearts were poor that day. But in fairness, we, we did play a lot of our sort of reserve team uh, played the full team against them when should Auckland like have won that game really no I, d- I don't think so Hearts missed a penalty in the first half and had a lot of the ball they just kind of stayed in the game and you know we had really Gordon Smith in that up front we, we didn't really have sort of any striker on the park um, but then you know obviously we broke them down and got the late goal I mean credit to them they, their goalkeeper was brilliant that day he made so many saves so no I, I don't even remember them having think that chance until the end when they probably should have got their equaliser but yeah. listen it is what it is Hearts took care of them the last time we played them 5-0 uh, was it 5 at half time or yeah 4-5 at half time yeah so um, yeah it'll be a different game because it's away from home but if Hearts can go there and a uh, couple early goals and put any chance of a, a an upset to bed and uh, and enjoy the occasion I suppose going to Beechwood Park as well, it, it is the magic of the cup, really. Yeah, proper, proper old school away. I mean, it'll be my kind of first experience of going to a tiny little sort of village like this. I mean, you see t- you see them in the cups in these stages and, um, you know, obviously it never really seems to be you who goes to them. It's If you do get one of them, it always seems to be sort of at Tynecastle. Uh, I think Hibs have played a couple of them and it's, likewise it's been at Easter Road, so... Um, I think it's quite it's quite good for us to go a, a new ground that we, we've never been to, uh, a new part of Scotland that I've never ever been to. So, yeah, should should be good. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, it's two wins for Hearts. That's been the Hearts review. Thanks, guys, for joining me this week. Until next week, goodbye.